And we are live. I'm here with Chanel Dyer. Um, if you haven't seen her fight, then you're missing out. Go check out her fights on YouTube. She's a little Muay Thai sensation, an MMA sensation, and she was one of my picks in our recent prospect show. So you need to get some Chanel Dyer in your life if you haven't already. But welcome to the show, Chanel. Thanks. It's so nice to see you again. The last time we spoke, well, we spoke after your last fight, but the last time we spoke on here, um, you were just, you were still in Thailand yeah. and you were about to fly home for your fight and then you were going to fly back out to Thailand. But sadly, you're still here, aren't you? Yeah, I got stranded, unfortunately. <laughs> COVID has ruined everyone's oh. 2020. <laughs> So what's the, what's the plan for you, Chanel? Are you hoping to get back out to Thailand? Um, I'm hoping to get back out to Thailand. Um, I was saying optimistic and was trying to say August time, but I don't yeah. think that's going to happen. This year's kind of looking like a write-off, so maybe in January time as well. Because my friends are looking to go out, so I might as well just fly out with them in January. But see and it's, go. Yeah, it's AKA you were training out yeah. there, wasn't it? Yeah. And you were loving it so much. Yeah. I love just waking up, training, sleeping, training, sleeping and training every day. Because most people would think for how young you are and stuff that you'd like, it would be really tough for you to be away yeah. from your family. But you're yeah. so focused. You were just loving living yeah. that kind of really focused existence, weren't yeah. you? Yeah. That's what all I wanted to do when I was younger. I told my mum and my parents that all the time I just want to sleep, train, sleep, train, sleep, train and I could actually do that in Thailand so I loved it. I um, video called my parents and my family every day so it, uh, even though I was thousands of miles away from them it was like they were just in the room with me so I really loved that as well. To me it's so exciting to hear someone as young as you just so focused and yeah. willing to commit everything to just trying to be a better fighter like you're a hot prospect now but I think with all that training and really there was just nothing else in your life other than training sleeping and eating yeah, wasn't exactly. it? <laughs> yeah. people had to tell you to go and do a bit of sightseeing <laughs> yeah exactly even even when I was in Thailand and AK they're like I can't believe you're 18 years old and without any parents you're just there by yourself and every day you would just go training like three, four times a day without anyone telling you to do anything. Even when I was meant to have a rest day, they forced me to have rest days. I still went to do jiu-jitsu classes and stuff like that. Just um, obsessed with learning and just training. Oh, I love to hear that. I, re I just really love to hear yeah. young fighters speak like that. And I can only imagine what you're going to be like with all that experience in a few years time is yeah. just it's super exciting for yeah. where you're going but we talked about 2020 being a bit of a write-off of a year but yeah. you've got a really big announcement for February now it probably feels like a long way off but you're you're in an eight lady tournament um and it's a Muay Thai tournament at 57 yeah. kilos yeah yeah so really big tournament um only three fighters have been named at the moment and yeah. one of the girls actually fought last year and I lost split decision. Everyone thought I won that fight, but she won it. So I get to rematch her. And I, um, I'm hearing rumours about top, top ranked fighters fighting in it as well. So I get to put my name out more and show everyone what I can do. 
this is another thing I love about you. You just always want the hardest fight. Yeah. Uh, the last MMA fight you had, I was so excited for it yeah. because you're both such tough girls and I knew you were both so talented. And although it didn't go your way on the night, she's super experienced and yeah. she's obviously going a long way as well. And by the time you're her age, I can't imagine. Yeah what you would do to the Chanel Dyer that <laughs> you are now. So yeah, exactly. It's, it's just fabulous, I think, to see people really searching out the toughest opponents because a lot of people say that they'll fight anyone, but yeah. when it comes down to the crunch, not a lot of people want to be in the ring yeah. or the cage with the toughest opponent they can find. Yeah, you might as well just fight the toughest opponent. There's no point fighting weak opponents. You're not really showing anyone what you can do just praying on the week. So I love fighting the, the toughest opponents, challenging myself as well. And it makes me improve in my fight camp as well because I know I'm kind of at, at a disadvantage. So I'll push myself even more and try to rise to the occasion so I can hopefully beat them or be on that level. It's just amazing. The things you say, you just sound so much more grown up than, <laughs> than most people I know. It's just it's awesome to hear you talk like that and also I knew from like that loss back in March yeah. and also like you mentioned the split decision loss in Muay Thai you're someone who don't get me wrong you're heartbroken but yeah. you're just so determined to learn from those experiences yeah. and not feel that way again yeah I learn more from losses than I do winnings like after that loss I was back training the next day straight away learning um, what I did wrong, what I can do better, so I won't make those mistakes again in my next fights. Keep improving. So That's amazing, because a lot of people would have put that in in the last round where when it ended by TKO, you had that slip. So a lot of yeah. people would just say, oh, well, I slipped and blame it just on that. But you yeah. want to focus on any tiny hole yeah. in your game. Exactly. That was the first time I've ever been TKO'd as well. So that that um, I was heartbroken because um, of that and because I had such an amazing fight camp. And obviously my parents paid for me to come back to England to do that fight as well. So I didn't really want to let them down. But um, that You didn't sad. let anyone down. Yeah. You, you were still amazing. And it was a fight between two warriors. Yeah. And it was, it was a real honour to be in the crowd and watch such a high-level fight at a local level. Yeah. That's the loss aside, though. I actually really enjoy the fight. Um, I could see my improvements from the beginning, and I can see I'm more transitioning into being a more well rounded fighter, more of an MMA fighter than just a Thai stand up fighter as well. And just to remind people who uh, don't know, your first MMA lesson was how long ago? <laughs> uh, last year, January. <laughs> and you hated it, right? <laughs> oh, I hated it. <laughs> I still find that just insane. <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even know. I stayed. The only reason why I stayed is because um, Team Underground, the atmosphere in the gym was so amazing and the people there were so encouraging. Steve was amazing as well. The first session I came in, he was like, oh, you're going to be next UFC champion, one FC champion. So I really liked that vibe. So I just stayed, even though it was just getting choked out every two seconds, <laughs> just like beat up, thrown around. I just stayed and, yeah. Did you ever think you'd be wanting to do jiu-jitsu on your rest days? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, 
I, I was one I was one of those people like um uh jiu-jitsu why would you ever want to roll around on the floor that's so pointless you're just hugging each other <laughs> but but now now I actually do I can see actually how hard it is I've been doing it for more than a year now I'm still like I still consider myself a beginner white belt yeah so, yeah so you so even though obviously in Thailand it's known for Thai fighting, yeah. um, you're still doing loads of jiu-jitsu at yeah. AKA, aren't you? Yeah, I do jiu-jitsu every day there, um, sometimes twice a day as well. I really want to get my ground game as good as my um, stand-up. I know my stand-up is kind of already there. So even in my fight camp, I kind of took um, a back foot in my stand-up and focused more on jiu-jitsu, my wrestling, takedown defences. Because I know most of my opponents will be trying to take me down because they will see that as my um, as my weak point. So I've been trying to get my jiu-jitsu on par as my stand-up. So you I just enjoy say, it now, Yeah, you <laughs> just say all the right things. It's, it's really exciting to hear you talk like that. And that's what I think. It's not just the talent that I see when you're in the cage. It's your whole mindset yeah. and how grounded you are and we talked about the documentary that you were part of last time um bbc3 for anybody that hasn't seen it um but like that will go to a lot of people's heads but you're so grounded and the way yeah. you talk about wanting to it's also when people have a real strength to their game it's natural to want to keep doing the thing that you're good yeah. at it's it takes you know a somebody who's it's a champion's mindset to want to fill out the holes in your game i think yeah exactly like i could have just stayed on tight the tie boxing route because i'm um, really really good good at that but um from going to top of tie boxing that i know a lot about it to go back to the beginning kind of with jiu-jitsu yeah. um i usually go to classes i'm one of the best in the classes for stand-up and i go to jiu-jitsu classes i'm like the worst one there so, <laughs> But yeah, I just I just want to keep improving and yeah, yeah. Everybody's got to be the worst for a while. Yeah. <laughs> and um, we spoke about the the um, tournament that you're doing. Are there any MMA fights on the horizon? I know there's a few shows that are trying to start up. Would you like yeah. to get on one of these early cards, or how are you feeling yeah. about that? Yeah, the um, couple shows offered me fights, but. Um, they offered me girls are kind of way too heavy, heavy for me. Right. Because I, I actually walk at 57. Right. So I don't, I don't cut weight. And yeah. The, most of the girls I've been fighting, they cut weight, like 10 kg, kg plus. And my fights that I had last year, um, Bezzy and Ivor Hoff, there was kind of 50, Ivor Hoff was at 52. And I really enjoyed that fight. I thought that was a really good weight for me. Yeah. And the Bezzy fight, even though it was at 57, we both didn't cut wait for that fight. And that was a really, really good fight. One of the best fights I've had. So yeah. I think I want to go down to 52 kg. So that's... that's the I would love to see that. So, yeah, that's it. For any promoters watching, that's, yeah. where, that's the weight you want to be matched at next. Yeah, definitely. So we had one... Um, comment from the lady from the mini beast movement um she would love to hear you speak a little bit about how you feel about being a mentor if possible and your future plans she'd love to see you visit her young min your young mini beast in the netherlands 
Yeah, um, I'm a mini boost mentor, and the person I'm mentoring is Kana. She lives in the Netherlands. Um, I actually really wanted to go out to train in the Netherlands this year. I was actually going to do a photo shoot in the Netherlands this year. Obviously, that got cancelled. But mm. um, I kind of want to do a training camp down there because I know yeah. they have really good K1 gyms. Um, they have Mike's gym. I want to go down there and hopefully train with her in the future. She's a really good fighter as well. And I think the Mini Boost program is actually a really great program because obviously I've been doing this for a really long time. And I used to be a young fighter as well. When I was younger, there wasn't really stuff like this. Um, yeah. No one kind of to mentor you, show you in the right direction. It was kind of a bit lost. And, but um, the generation now has this mini beast um, movement. So they, they get to um, be inspired by people that actually does MMA, K1, Jiu-Jitsu, other sports to inspire them. So we're going to get Katie on one of the shows to talk yeah. about it. But basically, how how does it happen? Do they approach you? How did you end up being a mentor? Um, she approached me first, but uh, I was all for it because I loved the idea. I loved what she's doing for the scene as well. She's kind of, she's uniting the scene. Uh, she has mini beasts all around the world, so it's a global thing as well. And it gives um, the mini beasts exposure. Yeah. So that's really good. So how did you get matched with your mini beast and how do you stay in contact with them? Uh, I got matched with her because I think um, Katie saw me as a good potential uh, potential mentor to her because we're kind of like we both do K1, we're both aggressive fighters, both really technical fighters. She's only about six or seven, but she's never had a oh fight Oh, my God. Before. She's... she's <laughs> But she, she's amazing. She's so determined. She's always training, always always in the gym, always doing stuff exactly like me. So I really connect with her as well. I always check up, check up on her, comment on her, her videos, do little TikToks with her. So, <laughs> <laughs> How old? Uh, sorry, what's her name again? Uh, Kana. Kana. Shout out to Kana. Keep yeah, up the great work. <laughs> yeah you are amazing to be doing it at that age and that focus that's absolutely incredible that's amazing. how old were you when you you started uh i started when i was nine but i did that was obviously k1 and tie boxing as well and i won five titles when i was nine um nine to eleven but i took like a three-year break in between and i moved gyms to nosley so yeah so is that where you're training now while you're at home or are you still part of Team Underground as well? I'm nosy on Team Underground. I came to Team Underground for MMA Jiu-Jitsu last year. Okay. Uh, Daniel's got a comment as well. I think he's talking about um, the fact that you're, you're looking for harder opponents and I think he means like when you're pro, harder opponents for the same money, like Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, what else did I want to ask you about? I did want to ask you about, I know you're not massively into watching the UFC, but I've got to ask you about some of the fights that are coming up on Fight Island and what ones are you most looking forward to? Obviously the um, Usman fight, Usman and Masvidal fight. I was watching all the promos. I'm actually really, really hyped for that fight. That's going to be amazing. What's your prediction? I, uh, I don't know. 
I want I want Isman to win, but I actually don't know. <laughs> it's I I feel like Usman's wrestling is going to be really tough to deal with without yeah. Masvidal having a full camp. Um, yeah, he took on the six day notice as well. That's the only yeah. reason kind of I I'm leaning to Usman as well. Yeah, because he, he said yeah he said he had to cut like twenty pounds in like six days and he was eating pizza on the plane. <laughs> I <don't know. laughs> yeah, I, don't, I wasn't sure whether he was just doing that for show or whether yeah. he was really eating it. But um, yeah, and then obviously his corner man, Mike Brown, has tested positive for COVID, yeah. so he can't go out there. And Dean Thomas has tested positive as well, so I don't even know who's going to be in Masvidal's corner at the moment. <laughs> he could just be there by himself. <laughs> He'll probably still do. He'll probably still give an amazing fight there. So, props here. And on that card, we've got an amazing uh, ladies' fight. Yeah. We've got Rose Namajunas versus Jessica Andrade. Obviously, Jessica won with the pile driver last last time around. Last time those two faced each other. How do you see this fight going? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'd love to see Rose do it. I think she can do it, but I've been watching the embeddeds and the uh, Road to the Octagon and whatever they're called in inside um, UFC, but Jessica looks so strong as well. I think Rose has got it covered. Mm. But So you're you're less, less into <laughs> the UFC than most fighters, right? <laughs> yeah. But I know I know you're a fan of one. If you yeah. can see yourself at a promotion in the future, where would you like to be? Would it be one? Uh, I want to fight in one FC um, before. I want to fight on both. But I want to fight in one FC before I fight in UFC. I want to hopefully do Thai in one FC and hopefully make my pro MMA de debut there and do a bit of MMA there before I move to UFC. So that's hopefully. That sounds like a plan. What is the the timeline on that? Have you set yourself like goals on when you want to achieve this by? Uh, I want to fight in one end of this year, early next year, um, hopefully in Thai. And I want to get the Thai belt, 52 kg, um, one FC. So after when I win that, defend it a couple of times, then see where my MMA is and maybe take my MMA over there as well and see how that plays out and hopefully get signed to UFC after that. That's amazing. So what what training are you doing at the moment? Obviously, um, we're not supposed to be yeah. training. Gyms aren't open. Um, are you managing to get anything done? Yeah, beginning of quarantine, I was doing um, training kind of myself in my garden, going going over what I think I need to go over mostly the basics you can't really do much i've been doing zoom classes as well my thai coach but um past few weeks i've been doing a little bit bits and pieces with steve and some of the guys down at team underground but obviously the gyms are not officially open so yeah kind of harder what you can kind of do but we're trying to manage and stay fit and see where things go I was absolutely obsessed with your hair when you put up that um, yeah. training video of you. And I thought, you're putting hair. it up to show everyone you're training and every comment was like, oh my God, yeah. I love your hair. Yeah, hair shops weren't open, so 
That's a good default. It looked amazing. Yeah. Everyone, like, everyone's like, keep it out, keep it out. But it's so hard to maintain. Like five uh, minutes later, it just goes frizzy. And then, it's, uh, <laughs> no. And that's what I was going to say. It's not very practical for, yeah. like, when you go back to training with someone else and they're getting you in guillotines and stuff and you've yeah. got air everywhere. But yeah. it looked absolutely stunning. <laughs> Is it, um, has it been nice to have a little bit of a break or for you, you just want to be training all the time? I want to be training all the time because um, I hate not improving and doing nothing. But um, this is kind of a blessing in disguise because I haven't, I've been training nonstop, literally for years and years. This is like yeah. definitely the longest break I've ever had. Before this, um, the longest break I've had was one week um, last year. To, uh, I think that was over the Christmas holidays and I hated that one week. So <laughs> this, this, is, this has been like three months and uh, I'm so bored. <laughs> Well, I just think it's going to make you even more hungry. Yeah, um, definitely. I'm so, so excited to see you back in there. Just to hear the way you speak about training is just like, yeah. I just, I'm so excited for where you're going. I can't put it any better or clearer than that. I just think you've got the world in front of you. Yeah. And I'm really excited that I've got to see you from the beginning and um, hopefully you'll remember little old me when you're headlining yeah, one cards. <laughs> but thank you so much for your time. Really exciting news about the tournament. You don't know where that's going to be yet, do you? No, it'll be it'll be local, um, no further than Luton, but probably around London somewhere. Yeah. So as soon as we know, we'll we'll happily put up all yeah. the details from that on our page, so people know if they can watch it, if it's. If, Potentially, I guess there could be tickets to to go and watch it live yeah, by then. But if not, there'll probably be a pay per view link, and um, it's got a two thousand pound prize for the winner of that tournament. Yeah. So how nice would that be? That's amazing. I'm I'm more excited for the fights though, to be honest. But that's a bonus. <laughs> and I love that you're actually hoping for the hardest opponents to, yeah. to put their name into yeah. the ring for that because if it was think, me, think, I'd be hoping. I think, UK, I think UK Rank 2 is going to be fighting on it as well, so hopefully I can fight her. Would that be your dream final? Yeah. We've got one more question coming before we sign off. What would you say is your highlight fight? Ooh. MMA-wise. Uh, you can say either. Um, my highlight fight, I'll say MMA wise is um, my fight against Bezzy. Yeah. In October, that was such a hard fight, but um, I think I actually showed more of what I can do in that fight in all my other fights. So yeah, I love that fight. And what about in um, Thai? I don't know about Thai. I've had like seventy plus fights in Thai. <laughs> no, all of them. My pro, my pro debut, because I cut her with an elbow. In like How the, nice the is it rounds. to be able to throw elbows for the first yeah. time? <laughs> I was, I was, I was actually in that fight. I was trying to throw elbows the whole fight, and I just kept missing, kept missing. And then the last, the last round, I think it was kind of drawing. Then I just threw, threw an elbow, and I cut her. And then I just went all savage that, like, that last round, and that made me win the fight. <laughs> I love it and that's why I love you because you're the sweetest 
like quietest, nicest girl, and then you are an absolute savage when you're in the cage. It's just fantastic to watch. <laughs> and I also think people like you change people's opinions on what cage fighters are. You know, yeah. they still think it's this really brutal, gruesome sport between heavyweight men that yeah. just eat trumps out of each other. And there's people like you who, you know, are gathering their skills from wherever they can and training as much as possible. And when you go in there, it's, it's beautiful to watch. Yeah. It, is, it is art and it's, it's um, I think you're a great asset to the sport and I'm really excited to, to see you back in there for, for Muay Thai and for MMA. And actually you're, um, you're getting new fans over to that sport because I didn't really watch a lot of Muay Thai. But when you know someone in MMA, you want to see more of their fighting. Yeah. So then you start looking up those fights as well. Or oh, another another question from Luke. Uh, where can you see yourself this time next year and what's your goal? Uh, this time next year, hopefully with a Cage Warriors belt. And... Um, hopefully winning that tournament as well and hopefully sign to one championship. Oh my gosh, big goals, big goals. So, but you're so grounded. I really believe that you can do it and you've got great people around you and you're just doing everything right. So I'm I'm really excited. I've said that about a million times now, but you're just one of the people that really shows me where MMA is going yeah. in the future and it's, it's just going to get the level's going to get better and better and better so thank you so much for your time Thanks. Chanel it's always amazing talking to you um, take care stay safe and um, yeah happy training stay safe thank you so much Thanks. Chanel